Java, this is your last chance. Free us or die. <laughs> this is Return of the Pod. Many boats and welcome to Return of the Pod, a podcast where we discuss and celebrate everything from the Star Wars galaxy and much, much more. Every generation has a legend. Every legend has a podcast. And this is ours. I am not your host, Brian Silliman. Ooh. Can you tell? Ooh. Did you think I was Brian? No, I think I no, think did you I did a that? really good job. Like you sold it a little bit. Yeah. I think I did a pretty good job. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have to revisit this in the future. But anyway, I am Matt Romano, and joining me, as always, is one of the greatest co-hosts in the galaxy, Caitlin Bush. Hello there. And yeah, Brian is off tonight. Brian, Brian is off is tonight. not joining us for the show, he, but that's okay. He will be missed, uh, and like <laughs> usual, when uh, Matt and I are left to our own devices, uh, it's going to get a little weird, and I apologize in advance. Yes, thank you for setting it up so eloquently, yeah. as you always do. Mm, it's going to be weird, because Brian usually, you know, he sets us on a course, and we get to, like, sit, like, in the back seat and just, like, yell from the back. But we're never really driving the car. We're never. We're always, you know? we're the backseat drivers that no one wants to have in their car on the road trip. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah. Brian's Pointing the really frustrated. stuff. Yeah, Brian's the really frustrated dad who's getting <laughs> mad at us. More and more. Let's yeah, turn around yelling. Yeah. yeah. I turned this podcast <laughs> around and now uh the uh the inmates are running the asylum. Yeah, that's good. This is the first uh Matt and Caitlin combo of the show ever. There's been Brian Caitlin, there's been Brian Matt, but there's never been Matt and Caitlin. It feels so. it feels right. This is this is nice. This is uh it, it feels right. Yeah, this is this is a very nice uh episode to do this on because there's so much going on in this episode. That, of course, uh, we were going to be left sans one Mr. Silliman. <laughs> right. It's the perfect episode to be left alone without, like, the the, the human dictionary encyclopedia yes. of Star Wars. Without the adult supervision. Exactly. Not to mention, of course, this is a, let's just say, it's a Spotchka Nights. Spotchka Nights. It's a Spotchka Nights, baby. It's a Spotchka Nights. I mean, clink. this is just the way it's going to be. Cheers. Clink, clink. Like, uh, here, can you hear my, my ice? Uh, there you go. Yeah. He, see, he's got a fancy, he's got a fancy little like glass gold rimmed. Gold rimmed. See, this is nice. It's nice. I like yeah. it. And there's a squib in there. You know, there's a squib in there. You know, those little worm thingies. Ooh, you know? yeah. yeah. There we go. <laughs> don't, see? don't suck those that's down. That's good. No, no, no. That's how, that's how be they careful. get you every single time. This is going really well so far. I'm very confident. This, this is fantastic. We are off to a great start. But there, and, and it's funny because, like you said, the, the episode is huge. There's a hundred things to talk about in the episode. But also, not only did the uh, great episode of Andor drop today, but we also had Tales of the Jedi drop today. Jedi, Ahsoka is Jedi, which yes. is crazy. Oh my gosh! I I know that you watched some of it this morning, right, Matt? I did. I did. I I woke up very early. And somehow I was able to watch all six episodes of Tales of the Jedi. I'm impressed. Right away. Honestly. Yeah, I don't even think the sun was up. It was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even joking. I, I hate I hate that I'm serious, but that's true. I kind of hate that for you, too. But but listen, it was great. 
And I know we're going to talk about it at like another point. We're going to do an episode or we're going to we're definitely going to wait for Brian because I know Brian has some thoughts. Oh, he on definitely it. will. But you were saying when we were, we were texting about it earlier today and you were saying that you had specifically <laughs> and I, I want to yeah. know more about this. You said that you have questions about Yaddle. That is a direct quote. Yeah. I listen. I love Yaddle. Well, who does her. You know, not as much as that that listener who left us the voice. <laughs> who, yes, like, who, <laughs> he, he really, really liked Yaddle. But but I'll tell you, I, I I'm just curious, and I, I get you know I I don't want to do any spoilers. You know, I don't want to get yeah, into it. Course. But you know, I'm going to sound the spoiler klaxon very early. Very, We're very already breaking briefly, the rules. minor, briefly, quick, quick, quick spoiler klaxon. Okay, turn this off. Fast forward a minute. I don't know, yeah. but Yaddle, um, she speaks normal. Like in Tales of the Jedi, like not not in like riddles kind of normal, not in riddles like me, you know, just like everybody else. You know, she's she's voiced by Bryce Dallas Howard. It's fantastic. She does a great work. I love Yaddle. Love everything about it. But this just per- perpetrates the question, you know, what's going on here? What's up with Yoda? What's up Why with is Yoda? Yoda speaking? What's up with Yoda? You he, know, he's been around a little too long. Maybe is this you just think like, he's old? Is this like, I mean, we know he's old. Is well, this, yes, now that's I'm, true, yeah. Now, now I'm questioning everything that we know about him. I mean, is this, is this, you know, how he, is this a different culture within their society? Is this just, exactly. he's a quirky little dude? Exactly, is this just quirky little dude? Maybe just like he's from like, you know, the <laughs> of his planet or something. He's just a little hoity-toity. <laughs> you know, no offense to anybody from <laughs> We've got some <laughs> listeners from Oh no, we're already like six minutes in and I'm offending other countries. But and anyway, it's already you know what I mean, you know, Ryan, where are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'll bleep it. I'll bleep it. They won't know what country yeah, I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, they, no one yeah, will yeah. know what happened there. It's fine. Nobody will know. But you know what I mean? Like, is he just yeah. part of you know, that very well could be. It could be his dialect. You know, he's from a different part of his planet. Yeah. So now I'm curious and I need an answer. I need an answer. I need an answer right away. Like, I'm going to need an answer stat. Because when I saw Bryce Dallas Howard being the voice of Yaddle, I got very excited that she was going to be like, you know, <laughs> like a little, you know, a little, yeah. little, little, little riddly, you know, Yaddle. Does but it sound like Bryce Dallas Howard or is she doing like a voice? Uh, she's doing a voice, but it's Bryce Dallas Howard, I would okay. say. There's no reason to cause undue alarm. But it's good. I like it. I'm, I'm right. into it. But other than that, you know, Tales of the Jedi, spoiler alert over. Uh, it's great. Stories about Ahsoka and Dooku. A little weird how they go back and forth, you know, between the two stories and the six episodes. But curious how they tackle other seasons. You know, I'm thinking mm-hmm. the Ahsoka Dooku thing had something to do with being like the light side and the dark side, you know, of the force. You know, the kind balance. of telling dual balance of the stories. So I'm curious how they would tackle another season if they would pair it in a similar way. Would you get more Jedi stories, you know, but very and why good. specifically, it. I don't want you to spoil it, but having watched all six episodes, is there an, a reason why the people that they chose are Ahsoka and Dooku? You know, I'm sure that I'm missing an obvious connection between the two <laughs> and a huge thematic element of Tales of the Jedi. I mean, both very much reveal like stories about the prequels that you wouldn't see. It's like things that happen in between the prequels, during the prequels, after the prequels. I would even say it's like, you know, tales of the prequels and not tales of the Jedi, you know. And I uh, and as we know on this podcast, we love, appreciate and celebrate the prequels. Yes, we uh, we all love the prequels here. We absolutely love it. And all All that, all of that and more. 
Let's yes, just say that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but other than that, uh, Caitlin, that was like the, that's the big news of the week. I know there was also uh, Game of Thrones uh, House of Dragons season finale. Crazy. Yes, which Very I crazy. mean, uh, it, it, do we also sound the spoiler klaxon for this to discuss it a little bit? Ooh, Is that, I mean, I mean, yeah, bit? if you want to if you want to drop a spoiler, if you have a thought, right. you know, we I'm won't gonna, spend too I'm much gonna, time on it, but let's do it. Let's do it. I want to I just I want to do this a little bit because I, I think uh, I was not uh, super excited for this series originally post mm-hmm. Game of Thrones. And now that we've gone through all of these episodes and we're at this end and we're gearing up toward the Dance of the Dragons and the war and yeah. and this this horrible tragedy of these little babies being killed uh <laughs> these beautiful babies these beautiful babies being killed uh <laughs> because a crotchety old dragon like misunderstood a little baby's like non-act of war for a second yeah he just kind of like spit at him a little bit you know yeah, just, he's just a fighting back. He's a big guy he's a little guy and a big guy it's not fair i know it's not fair. So, uh, but I will say, Amon, the look on Amon's face when they pull back to him, and he like oh, man. the oh no, oh, he on knows his face. what he did. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god, I yeah. cannot wait to see, and I really do hope that we see the delivery of his of Allison finding out about this and like hearing about it. I mean, we're in spoiler territory, right? I mean, this yeah, would probably absolutely. go way too much spoiler, but I had the, yeah. I read somewhere that like in the books, the way they, that she finds out is um, that Axis, what's the name of that dragon? Anaxis? I don't know. Anaxis? Alaxis, yeah. Something with an X. That dragon's head like uh, washes up on the shore of no. King's Landing. So no. that's kind of how they know. So like they, they, a few days later. So like he- doesn't necessarily run home and tell them. They just might find out because this poor little that baby's is, body is going to, you know, just wash up on the shore. It's terrible. That is so dark. It's dark, man. Oh Show's dark. God. I loved it. I also didn't have the, big ex, the biggest uh, expectations for this show, but I think they just nailed everything Same. that makes Game of Thrones really good. They, they, they dialed up everything that was awesome about Game of Thrones to like 11. You yep. know, just uh, they're just fired. They, they learned all their lessons firing on all cylinders. Fantastic. And it was so fun. And I'm I'm very excited to see we probably if, you know, for year, year and a half, won't get the Dance of the Dragons, but incredibly Ugh. excited to see what comes next. Me too. And we gotta wait for like 2024, which is totally I know. Sucks. Like gonna harness that patience. It's fine. Mm. All right. Well, not that mm. like this is a news segment or anything, but we also have other news on this show. <laughs> I would bring I would bring a zoo over, but we're not even gonna talk about it. He's not here, Brian's not here. They may or may not be connected storylines. I don't know. But Azu's not I, here. Brian's not here. Don't question it. It's fine. Can't question it. So I'm going to throw it over to our next segment. News on the March. News on the March. Seamless transition. Seamless. Seamless transition. Thank Beautiful. you, Matt. You're welcome. Always. Caitlin, thank you for coming. Uh. So, so what we're going to discuss today, Mr. Romano, is this secret Star Wars movie that the Hollywood Reporter reported on. We are, we're recording yes. this on Wednesday, October 26th, a couple of days ago. THR broke this story. Uh, it, I will say it has not been confirmed by Star Wars, Lucasfilm, Disney, blah, blah, blah. But as we all know, you know, uh, THR kind of good at what it does. 
Yeah, they they don't seem to miss very often. Tends to be pretty accurate. So we're going to dive right into this. Despite the fact that we still have a few films left on the roster before we're ever going to see this, we don't have a lot of updates on those, but we're going to take it with a grain of salt. We're going to dive right into this brand new one because supposedly this movie is going to be uh, written by David Lindelof. Yeah, Which is uh, kind of a big deal. People will know if you don't immediately recognize the name. Uh, Creator of Lost, The Leftovers, uh, HBO's latest Watchmen, uh, directed The Hunt and Prometheus, and just a truly talented genre creator, beloved by so many people. And the fact that he is going to be co-writing... Uh, a Star Wars movie really comes to me as a surprise. That's not someone that I would attach to Star Wars right off the bat. Would it, would you do that, Matt? You know, I, I might've attached him to Star Wars like around the lost era because he was a guy mm. that was so hot, you know, that he yeah. was like attached to like every property and then lost had the ending that it had. And I think that, you know, wherever you stand on the side of lost, you know, uh, it might've uh, affected the guy's resume for a bit, but like <laughs> you said, bit. A little bit, but he, you know, he knocked out the leftovers Watchmen. He's, he's an incredible talent. No doubt. He's an incredible storyteller. I even give him a pass on lost because that stuff was groundbreaking and who Absolutely. even knew what was going on at that moment. Like, you know, <laughs> Definitely you know lost, yeah, exactly. Lost ran <laughs> so other shows could run and also repeat the same mistakes as lost, but right. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, yes. you know, but, uh, but he's a guy that I'm sure, you know, if anybody's got a star Wars story, it's probably him. It's like, probably him. Well, and, you know, uh, he's not the only one writing this film. Uh, he's going to be joined reportedly by THR uh, by a, a gentleman named Justin Britt Gibson. And I, I had never heard of this 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 guy before uh, looking yeah. into a little bit. He's a kind of a young rising star. Uh, he worked as an executive story editor for Guillermo del Toro's uh, vampire drama, The Strain. Oh, okay. uh, which is great. And he wrote some episodes for the counterpart on stars, uh, which okay. is this uh, looking at THR's story. I had never heard of this show, but it uh, it deals with, you know, parallel dimensions. It stars J.K. Simmons. All of these things sound very oh, intriguing. Yeah, yeah. It, you I, know, stars I, is one of those channels. It's like you see a good trailer, but it's like, I don't got stars. So uh, yeah, I don't exactly, see it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, and yeah. and T, this THR report has talk of a secret writer's room. Okay. okay. So it's not just uh, Lindelof and Britt Gibson. Supposedly, uh, per THR, uh, we don't have, again, this confirmed. Apparently, they started coming together a little bit after Star Wars Celebration earlier this year. Mm. Uh, there was a two-week session in July, and joining the room was Patrick Somerville, uh, who worked with Lindelof on The Leftovers, and then also created Station Eleven, which we oh. have we have discussed before. Yeah. Uh also in the room was Raina McClendon, uh, who is a consulting producer on Obi-Wan Kenobi and uh, a writer on the upcoming Willow series. So oh, we're really digging okay. into the Lucasfilm at all. Yeah. Uh, a lot of tentacles Andy, here. Yeah. Lots. It keeps going, too. We have Andy <laughs> Greenwald, 
the creator of uh, Briar Patch, which stars Rosario oh. Dawson. Yes. Uh huh. There's also supposedly Dave Filoni. Was oh, you in know the he's room in there too, maybe. Yeah. yeah, he's got the so, blueprints in there. He's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is where it's we can't to have a Star Wars project anymore without at least yeah. having Dave Filoni like peeking his head in with his. Yeah, he's like wearing his cowboy not. hat and he like peeks yep. his head in the room. He's like, hey guys, how's it going? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And he just comes up from under the table. He's like, hey, excuse me, excuse me, guys. Excuse me. I got, I got a story about a wolf. I got to put a wolf in it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actual storyline details are are uh, minimal. We know from this report that it's supposedly going to be taking place after uh, episode nine, The Rise of Skywalker. Crazy. Uh, it, is, it is going to be disconnected from the larger Skywalker saga because, as we know, that is yep. over and done with. Yep. Um, he has rised. We, the, ri- yes. the Skywalker has rised. Yep. And uh, it is intended as a standalone. Uh, yes. like many of the Star Wars movies that we are going to be seeing in the coming years. And with, with the option, with the opening, like a standalone, of but course. it's like, if it makes a $90 billion, then you were, you get yeah, the no, Maybe one. we'll reconsider yeah. a little but bit. But I like it. That's the way to do it. That's the way to do there it. Star go. Wars was a standalone and then they made up Empire Strikes Back. And then there they made up everything we go. else. Yeah, See, yeah. there is potential in everything. Yeah. I love this. It's going to be it's going to be so much fun. I I genuinely, yeah. you know, as I mentioned, we have so many more Star Wars movies in the works uh that we still have very little information about. Obviously, there is basically nothing about this movie right. out there right now. Yeah, but, but we can speculate like, you know, Finn, yeah. Ray, like is it going to be those characters? I mean, no, I know like John Boyega is like he's done, but if if Disney John, has enough money and it's the story's good enough and it brings back Daisy, uh, you know, they like working them together, you know, get a little yeah. Poe in there, a little Oscar Isaac. There we go. Poe's, uh, Poe's Jedi storyline. Is this just going to be a live action version of the Lego Star Wars Christmas specials? That yeah, exactly. That's what we want. <laughs> Give the people what they want. Exactly that. No, no, Caitlin, now you're connecting the dots. And I don't think anybody on the Internet or the webs have done this yet. Definitely Lego not. Lego Star Wars is the bridge to whatever the hell this is. Okay. Yes. Uh, the math is mathing and it's going to yes. happen. I'm, I'm doing the math. I'm pushing the buttons. Azu's not here. We're boop, 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 boop. <laughs> Lego Star Wars is canon. And I can't wait to see what we get of the Emperor and Darth Vader and everybody that's still alive in this new timeline. On a beach. <laughs> that, uh, on a beach. On a beach. Yeah, it's going to be great. And be that has been News on the March. Oh man, just as informative as ever, Caitlin. Thank you so much. Of you know, course. you're just you're you're on the beat. As an they honor say. and a pleasure. I have my finger yeah. on the pulse. <laughs> on the Matt. pulse. I don't know where you learn this stuff, but it's, it's I fantastic. Don't know either. <laughs> not me. Not me. It's not me. I've I've taught you nothing. Never. Um. Yeah. So Brian uh, <laughs> would usually now uh, we charge in uh, to the next episode. Of Andor. I've been in this fight since I was six years old. Episode eight. Episode eight. Okay, so this episode is brand new and we don't want to spoil any of it. You know, we we don't want to spoil any of it. So be warned. We are about to get into severe spoiler territory, as we usually say. Werner Herzog and his people have completely left the bargaining table. I know we, we say this every week, but it's not going well. It's just, it's going, it just every week it gets worse and worse every single time. You know, Caitlin, he doesn't need us. Why why does he need us? I don't, I don't know why we pretend he does. Silly little podcast. 
You know, it's stupid. He's got much things going on. But, you know, I don't know how we're going to do the spoiler klaxon, but I I had an idea, you know. Oh. Oh, yeah. That's right. They're back. They're right. They're back here. And this is the the rock of the tracks off their new album, The Spoiler Klaxon. From this moment on, you're going to hear some spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Sound that spoiler klaxon this weekend at the Expo Garden Arena Stadium and Horse Show. Spoilers and Monster Drugs. Caitlin and Bush. There is a clear order in which to watch Star Wars Andor Season 1, Episode 8, and then listen to our podcast. Do you ever think about new listeners that have no idea what's going on? Absolutely. (laughs) Every single time I open my mouth, I'm just like, what are we creating here? What is, what is this content? What is this? And why are we here? It's, it's. Don't say content. Brian would kill us for saying content. Brian would be so mad that we're saying content right now. Here comes the content. We are. Content, content, content. Content, punch it. Come on. We've all done terrible things on behalf of the rebellion. Wouldn't you rather give it all at once to something real? Andor, Season 1, Episode 8, released on Disney Plus, October 26th, 2022. Uh, We're recording on Wednesday, October 26th, 2022. I don't know when we say that. Did I say that? Yeah, that's when we're doing it. Anyway, this episode was directed by Toby Haynes and written by Bo Willimon. Yes. So uh, I know we touched upon this at the start of the episode, Caitlin. And we were texting as we were both, like, I think, finishing the episode. We both watched it late today. Um, and we were, and I texted you, like when I had like 15 minutes left and I was just like, this episode is relentless. It's like, relentless. Uh, I it mean, just there's a lot going on. It keeps happening. It keeps happening. Yeah. It's just amazing that we have uh, a series like this in Star Wars because yeah. it is, it's on a t- completely different level. And I know we say this every week, but it really is. I mean, the amount of, uh, just storylines in one contained 56 minutes of star Wars. I mean, it's gotta be population insane. density story maximum for a star Absolutely. Wars. It's insane. I was, uh, I, I, so every on Wednesdays, I, I, I'm typically watching on the, the subway back and forth between work. I, I will watch it in increments. I, it's rare anymore that I get to watch it all in like one, you know, yeah. hour long sitting. So Mm -hmm. I was finishing up like the last 25 minutes of this when I got home today and my wonderful roommate was making dinner and we're sitting there and she looks over at me. She's not a Star Wars person. We've hashed this out before. And she just goes, how is she's she knows that I was very excited for this show. She says, you know, I I know that you love this character and Diego Luna and, uh, you know, how how is it? I really haven't heard you talking about it outside of knowing that you're doing the podcast right now. And I said, Mm -hmm. honestly, it's because it's unlike any other Star Wars yeah. show that came before. To this day, I, you know, me and Matt and Brian are talking about it every single week, but I still don't really know how to talk about it. Yeah. In in yeah. a regular setting because it's so hard to describe and it's so hard to compare to anything else. 
Well, yeah, because so much of it is built on, I think, what you already know about Star Wars. I mean, like the weight of everything. There's just a lot of weight to everything going on. And like every character, you know, every piece of the show, you're like, you know, you have like an emotional connection to. But the biggest thing probably hurting the show is that it's like named Star Wars, because I feel like if this show had a different title, you know, this would be like the biggest show on television because the acting, the sets, the music, what they're talking about. You know, I, I think a lot about like Battlestar Galactica, uh, the, mm. the reboot that came out in the mm-hmm. early 2000s and how much, you know, how much that show was saying about the Iraq war and everything going on at the time. This show very much feels like it's just speaking to the times we're living in. Yes. Um, and uh, I don't know. It, it, it's just it's playing on a different level. And I say that every week. And maybe I should start putting money in a jar every time I say it. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy I get I'm happy that we're, this is happening. Same. And it's it, I don't think it's we knew that uh, anything around Cassian Andor, the the initial uh, startup of the rebellion, the pre rebellion even was going to yeah. be complicated. And especially since the, we knew the cast that we were going to have, we knew what the writer's room was and the directors and all this stuff. It was going to be huge and complicated. And it is even more than I think we even anticipated. And that is so exciting. And oh, so exciting. I, we still have like a month worth of episodes. I know. And like, it's we're still, like, what, we're halfway through. I was through. doing it's the math like the nuts. other day. It's crazy. I was looking through the calendar and I was like, this is going to take us to the end of November. Like we oh still God. have like another month of episodes. This is crazy. Well, and, and like, it's rare that you see in shows these days, like, cause you know, there's 12 episodes in the season, you know, like usually you're lucky if you get eight, you know, yes. like, and you're getting 12. So like the time that it's taken to get to this point, this might be my, f- my favorite episode just based on the character development alone. Like we, mm. we have fully fleshed out characters and like things are moving in this episode for everyone. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, there's no question anymore. Um, the, the biggest question is how are all these characters coming to a head? But like, yes. you know, everyone is, you know, their motives, you know what they're out to do. And it's good for people. It's bad for people. But like, wow, we, we are off and running, baby, with this episode. Big old transitional insanity. Yeah. Exciting. And and with that, we're going to try to talk about it. And uh, try, man, the good kind of we're going to kind of the, the good Dr. Byrne is going to hate it because we are going to be all over it. Um, uh-huh. Let me just there tell you, I don't, I don't think that listener is a doctor, but I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> Um, so luckily, uh, Brian, you know, in, in his good Jedi wisdom left behind some notes. Yes. Um, I have also my notes. It looks like a crazy, my notes look like a crazy person that scribbled on a wall in an insane asylum. <laughs> and, um, I don't know. Brian Silliman's notes look like Mozart. I don't know. I don't know how you they, they're, they're usual. <laughs> there's, there's bold and, and, you know, italics and he has done a beautiful job as per usual. So, uh, yes, Matt in his infinite wisdom will do some sorcery and mix them together and we will go on to this good night. Okay. So, so right off the bat, you know, um, I just got to say Cyril Karn, I think that, you know, we start off like in the octagonal office. Of course. Of course. These are my notes, not Brian's. Yes, so, I'm, uh, I'm you seeing know, that. Okay. You could tell that. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, I wrote down holiday party at the Octagonable office. What is that like? <laughs> okay. That was my first thought of the episode. Your corporate brain took over. <laughs> exactly. Now, now, we'll, now we'll transition to Brian's note. So Cassian <laughs> is yeah. in prison. He's in prison. On Narkina 5 as Keith Gergo. Keith, Keith, our buddy. Our buddy Keith. I should say it's not only a prison, it's a labor facility. Uh, yeah. And it sucks. Really hard. 
It really sucks. Yeah. This is a cross between like, you know, uh, I, I I haven't seen THX 1138 Same. or 1138. Haven't seen it. That's Lucas's nope. first. Yep. You know what, Kate? We're too young. We're, we're too, too young, we're Caitlin. Too, we're too uh, uh. viral to have ever truly. <laughs> <laughs> we're too young. Just like a very young millennial and an elder millennial. Is that what we are? I don't even know what yeah. we are. Are you Gen Z? I, yeah. I don't know. No, uh, I'm, I'm, we're, we're, how dare you? <laughs> no, I mean, I, no offense. I mean, if you're Gen Z, that's totally cool. You're fine. But anyway, we haven't seen 1138, THX, 1138, other than hearing that really awesome sound, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, but, yeah. The, uh, but the prison looks like, you know, uh, you know, ever seen Face Off? Yeah. You know? Okay, yeah. now that we've seen. Okay, it looks like the prison from Face Off. It's on. An, it's in the water. It's like that, very much like that, the Marvel prison, the MCU I prison. immediately thought of the raft from from that's where i went the raft yeah yeah see in brian's note he goes to thx 1138 i go to the raft oh he's gonna hate this he's gonna hate this so much he is gonna hate this so much but anyway but that's where i went caitlin would you rather be stranded on an island prison or a water-bound prison island oh fully island Island. yeah because at least you have a little running room you can hide in trees you can hide in trees. There's like there's like earth and sand and things. Yeah. And on these these the raft slash uh, slash uh, Narkina five, you've got just metal and a floor that literally is built to try and kill you at all times. Yeah. The hot floor, whatever they call it. Horrifying. Yeah. Terrible. It doesn't even glow red. It just has red lights. So it's like you yeah. don't know how hot it is. Yeah, you know, exactly. You could just be going to get a glass of water in the middle of the night. And, and you know, you walk eh. in, you're like, oops, eh, dead. Terrible. Dead. It's awful. Anyway, so he's uh, on this terrible, terrible prison. Um, the illusion of freedom at work. Things are clean and they're kind of fed. Our prisoners are encouraged to watch each other like some kind of like, uh, you know, uh, like I don't know, like the inmates are running the asylum, but like Truly. some inmates are treated better than others. There's definitely a, a social structure. Andy Circus. OK, yes. we'll just jump right to it. He's there. Kino the is his name. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I think so. Um, but like, I mean, we don't have to like in, in introduce you to Andy Circus. He is no. uh, Snoke. <laughs> Remember Snoke, that guy? Literally, this is his second role in the this Star Wars universe. Role. He's Gollum. Oh, my God. Andy Circus. Like I jumped out of my chair when I saw him. But anyway, he's like running like he's the inmate that's kind of running this group of prisoners. Yes. And yeah. he gives the whole breakdown of like, you know, there's seven of this, seven of this. There's there's all of these different floors. And you kind of get this in understanding that there is maybe an infinite number. You don't know exactly how big this prison is yeah. and the way that it is shot and the the hopelessness of it and the the hard metal. It just kind of seems like it goes on forever and it adds to this hopelessness. Exactly. And there, there, there's rooms and then there's tables. And then you have like an inmate that's in charge of the room. And then like if his room wins, he gets rewarded. If someone's table wins, they get rewarded. So it's like this horrible pyramid scheme. It of is terror genius. And horror. It's yes, genius exactly. in the worst yeah. way. And going back to why this is like one of the, like the greatest shows on TV right now, because like this amazing concept of this prison and this and this horror is just like an afterthought of an afterthought of an afterthought in this episode. That you yes. can like a rabbit hole you could go down if you want to. Yes. <laughs> in this particular moment. Um because this this episode is this world that they are creating that we've all known and loved forever, but like the new dimensions we're seeing to it is just insane. Like Wild. Empire is fed up and I I don't like it. Uh-huh. 
that's now that's a comment. That's some editorial commentary for <laughs> right you. Right there, headline, publish it. <laughs> so anyway, the empire's f-ed up. The empire's f-ed up. Have you realized it yet? They're they're really messed up. So the imperials uh, have special Crocs. You know, really I like what to they think of them. Like. Yeah, I like to think of them as like the the Back to the Future Nikes. You know, the yeah. like, uh, you know that's what they look like with the power laces. There we go. Yeah, there you go. Uh, but the prisoners are shoeless. Power laces. All right. So that yeah. allowed them to get roasted by the floor, which you mentioned, Caitlin, uh, when the imps want to dole out punishment. The reward for good work comes with having flavor added to whatever they are slurping out of the tubes. You know, they get like uh, meals. They might get a meal with flavor. flavor. They might get a meal with just with taste. Yeah. Mm. So uh, another thing in like uh, Cassian, he lives in all the prisoners live in these little boxes. Little um, that's where they get the food. These the, their food. They have to go to the bathroom. They mentioned toilet, uh, which yep. I, have we heard the word toilet in Star Wars? I know I, we've heard of vac tube. I genuinely could not tell you if uh, they've used the word toilet before. It does not come to mind where they this have. This is in the something past. Brian would know. Fire the cannon cannon for toilet. Uh, being cannon. We're probably going to be Wars. wrong, and we'll apologize <laughs> for it next week. We'll get it next week. But I'm gonna I'm gonna canonize toilet in Star Wars. Thank you very hey. much. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> so, but anyway, they, but also in these like hell cubes that they live in, it tracks the time. Or like their their like uh, their tab, the sentence. I think it's re- yeah their sentence and yeah. and um it doesn't move you know and, and the empire is like adding time to it the prisoners all think that like there's this is some kind of big travesty and the whole galaxy knows about it but Cassian comes in and they're like and he's like no dude I haven't heard anything about this like you guys are stuck here you're getting screwed it's horrible it's horrible and you just get to watch day by day that little number tick down but it could right. change at any point. But we do see him 30 days on. You know, it goes from an, an 89 to a 59. I think. Does it drop? I couldn't tell because the arabesque, and I just don't know if I missed it. The, the like, arabesque is very like, weird, but it does yeah. drop 30 days. Okay, good. Um, so 30 shifts later, it's like now we get a sense of time. Yes. Time is moving on. Yes. But Cassian and Keith is a shell of who he was. He's kind of yeah. like a docile body within yes. like his little mini theater of punishment. So, mm-hmm. but I'll say by the end of the episode, and again, we're jumping around. He starts to like learn how to adapt in his situation. He just needed a little bit of, he needed a push and he gets a little bit of that. By the yeah. End of this. Yeah. He yeah, needs, he needs a reminder. Yeah. But he's a team player at the end of the day, uh, Cassian. Yeah. And like, I think he finds like the most, the, the best way to be effective on the team as we've seen in the, uh, the time that we've spent with him in this wonderful Absolutely. world of star Wars. So this is a huge um, depiction of the horror of the empire, right? Mm. Like, especially given Cassian's lightning fast trial for something to even do. So he's in no. here for like nine years or whatever, or maybe seven. I don't know, but he hasn't he hasn't done anything. He doesn't done anything. Money? And he insists that he hasn't done right. anything. And they do note one of the other prisoners does note while they're sitting around in the, uh, in the barracks before bedtime, he, they're like, all right, what are you in for? He's like, I didn't do anything. And the guy's like, oh yeah, there's a rise of that. Like there's yeah. at least an acknowledgement in amongst all of the prisoners where they're seeing this surplus of people who came in and like Cassian granted 
there's stuff that he has done that the Empire would arrest him and imprison him for. But the thing right. that he was arrested for, he actually was not doing. He was just minding his own damn business. Exactly. He was just in the wrong place at the wrong time. He's been, you know, thrown through this system as fast as possible. Yep. In this process-obsessed workflow, whatever the hell the Empire is. Like, lots of people checking boxes pushing people through the ringer and mm. who knows what the hell they're building like a claw i don't know well like i genuinely something. i keep it looks like uh it looks like the bottoms of like rolly chairs very large rolly yeah. chairs for giants <laughs> yeah, exactly like. well, you know there's a lot of creatures <laughs> in the galaxy far yeah. far away they could uh yeah yeah but it, but it's funny it's like you think about like how the empire got all their like ridiculously large and massive you know, mm. like they've just got people in prisons. It's all forced labor, yeah. building the Death Star, building, you know, whatever, which actually makes me think, oh, how many of these guys were on the Death Star? These poor guys like doing know? this with their the, uh. their sans shoe, just walking around on cold exactly. metal all day waiting to be shocked. Man, really makes you think about that classic uh, Clerks argument. You see the movie Clerks? Oh my God, and, uh, I love Clerks. Oh, I love Clerks. Clerks, it's a classic, classic. What did you like better, Jedi or the Empire Strikes Back? Empire. Blasphemy. But like, they bring up the idea of like, you know, how horrible it was for all the people that built the Death Star. Here's the guys that built the Death Star. Yes. Oh man, very sad. sad. It all comes back. It all comes back. It's a, it, it's a, it rhymes. It rhymes. It rhymes. It rhymes. Again, it's like poetry. It's sort of if they rhyme. No doubt this is going to be change him forever. Yeah. It looks like a resistance is brewing uh, through the sign language that we saw from the character Melshi, mm -hmm. uh, who, who is a rebel he fights with in Rogue One. So I, I didn't notice this. catch that at all. I did not catch this, which is incredible because like, why not? Let's start meeting some rebels, you know? Absolutely. Why can't they be with him the long time? Yeah, the people who he has a relationship with down the line and this is where he's, you know, we've, we've talked about the, 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 tr the small little trilogies that are happening within yeah, this series, exactly. right? And yep. now we're within this era where he is, he is starting his his journey toward the formal rebellion a little bit more. And now, of course, right. it makes sense. I'm I'm getting angry about it while I'm talking about it. But of course, it makes sense that this is when he's going to start, you know, meeting the people that are the show is so dang good. Exactly. Not to get like all like, you know, Hamilton on this, shit, but he's got to meet like, you know, all yeah. the other guys that pull him into the rebellion, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, that, you know, that it, that it could spit sweet, sweet lyrical rhymes about history with, you know, there we uh, go. When, when he's ready. Yeah. <laughs> so and then like, he could, and then he can dance in, uh, in Havana nights. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Havana nights, like da dirty dancing Havana nights. Yeah, that man. That's Diego Luna. Get out. Oh my God. Yeah. Wow. Get out of here. That's, that's how I first knew Di when Diego Luna showed up in Rogue One. I was like, that's, the dude from Dirty Dancing. Wow. You know, it, I, I hate that we have to take time out of the show to make this connection because uh, I, I, I used to, when I was in college, I, I was uh, on, on a, a student television program that reviewed movies and Matt. I never saw any of the movies. <laughs> <laughs> and one of those movies was Dirty Dancing Fan of Nights. Oh my and God. I'll never forget. It was one of my best reviews of a movie I've never seen. And uh, I love that Diego Luna was in it. That's great. Dude. Oh my. Wait, no. <laughs> no. 
Okay, I'm not going to make us sit here with this for, for any longer, but I'm... No, we can't. I'm sorry I even went there. I'm sorry I oh went there. Oh, my God. Yeah. I have so many questions yeah. for you, but we're going to move on. We're moving on. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. No journalistic in- integrity then. No journalistic in- <laughs> in- integrity now. So, anyway, moving on. So, anyway, what can would-be rebels do to fight against something like this but go extreme? You know, mm, mm, uh, mm. like, you know, like th- this is a horrible, the empire is terrible. Look what they're doing to people. Like, of course, all these people are going to extremes, but Luthen, you know, who's kind of like pushing all this, uh, you know, in the direction it's going. It's not that he's getting like, you know, uh, cold feet or anything, but he's starting mm. to like, I don't know, get like he's, he, he can't keep up with the pace at which things are moving. Right. And, you know, I think this is a man that's used to things going his way. You know, we've got Cassian, who's like this like loose thread that he hasn't cut off yet. He hasn't checked the box and he's starting to get a little vulnerable. Yeah. And Clea, his assistant, is yeah. like, you know, he he she's really hammering it to him, being like, you got to yeah. get your act together. Like there, there's a lot on the line here. Um, And she's the one that like pushes him to go see our good friend. Saw Guerrera. Oh, yes. Man. We were waiting for this, too, you know. Yeah. We were we were waiting for this connection. We I think in the first episode in which uh, we met Luthen, we were saying, okay, where is his connection to the larger to the larger rebellion? Where does yeah. that come in? Is it is obviously you know we've seen him with a little bit more formal side of things with the diplomatic side of things, uh, and now we kind of see him a little bit down and dirty over here with Saw Gerrera, who, yeah, as we all know, is uh, the the Star Wars anarchist in his own way. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's crazy. And we all, we all knew he was coming. And like, of course, he's coming now, like eight episodes in, you know, he, yeah. he's close to the end here. Um, but I'm so glad we saw him as soon as we saw those X-Wings and the other guy at the tubes, you know, like standing classic, guard outside. Like classic rebel, you know, yeah. uh, digs in the middle of nowhere, hiding in a cave. Yes. Yeah. But we I mean, like we can probably, you know, we're jumping around. We can talk about this scene probably like for an hour because yes. the, for me, this was the highlight of the episode among a treasure trove of highlights. Yes. But Saw, he loved the work in Aldani. Um, mm-hmm. Luthen doesn't take credit for it. He plays like he thinks Saw did it. He's playing a game. They're all playing a game. And this goes back to Saw's question that he asked the Luthen. It's like, you know, who are you? Like, what mm-hmm. what type of person are you? And he lays off and he lists off a, a, whole, a whole list of people, all these different political factions and you know, uh, I don't know. What, what would you call them? Uh, uh, not not political parties, but uh, maybe uh, beliefs. Po- you know, beliefs. Uh, uh, uh political. Clubs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just the know. the the various ways that that people within the Star Wars galaxy identify politically. Yeah, the the, the faction splitting that is going on. Yes. Like, yeah, yeah. It's 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 actually really interesting. I would love to see whatever the. Uh, I don't know, the cable news channel <laughs> in Star Wars. I like yes. to watch all of them. I'd like to see all their perspectives, honestly. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> well, and and you know, it's it's really interesting. I'm I'm I think the both of us found this scene especially especially interesting because like you said, he lists off all of these different factions and then he like, you know, not getting too much into it, but like you said at the top of the episode, when he gets into all of these and he goes well, you know, there's all of these other beliefs, but I'm the only one who's right. That's what Saw says. Yeah, and that very much is yeah. a, a reflection of our own world in which uh, there are so many different ways of looking at something and everyone is so caught up. They're right. in their, 
own world and their own bubbles and their own everything that I'm the only one who's right. And, you know, Luthen kind of chuckles at him a little bit and says, you know, he said, you know, anarchy certainly is a I'm completely misquoting this, but, you know, anarchy certainly is like a very decisive way of looking at things like you're you're. Yeah, you definitely have a point of view. And so it is absolutely fascinating. And like you said, I want to read like a historical, like polit, like poli sci textbook of all of these different factions from the Star Wars universe kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, in anything, we're not going to talk about Tales of the Jedi, but like Tales of the Jedi, you'll see, you know, we see some skirmishes on other planets and you see the plight of people in the galaxy and everybody's Mm. got their own, you know, own objectives and, and, you know, fight in this fight. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and it's crazy to see how, you know, obviously different people would handle it, but Luthen seems like a, a man that is trying to like, like you said, he's a coward. He's just scared yeah. of like the empire getting too far ahead that he can't catch up. So mm-hmm. he, it seems like he's li- willing to work with people like saw, like there's an ends to his means where saw is like, absolutely not. I I'm the true believer. I'm going my way. Like I don't work with cowards. Yeah. You know? And I'm, I'm super interested by him referring to himself as a coward because it is it's he uses this in the same way that he tries to get Saw to not understand that he was the one to do this job that Saw is is complimenting. He plays this uh, he plays the fool always. And so for him to say, you know, I, I am a coward. I am not someone who has necessarily belief. I don't. And. That's probably the smartest way to play this right now. He is yeah. he is here. He has a very particular goal in that his goal is that he does not want the empire to win, but he is not right. going to declare himself as one thing or another. And he is not going to align himself with one of these beliefs that Saw Gerrera is naming off more than than another. He's not aligning himself perfectly with Saw. He is not perfectly aligning himself with Mon Mothma. He is playing he's he is playing we've said this before. He is playing 3D chess while everyone else is yeah, playing checkers. Exactly. Like like uh, there's a reason why he is a main character in this series. <laughs> like, yes. You know, yeah. You know, like you know, we're he's we're dangerous. seeing him he's dangerous. It's incredible and it just leaves you with so much to think about. And it's not just like, oh, what, what, what kind of hilt was on that lightsaber? You know, you walk away. <laughs> you know, it, it, like not yes. saying that's a bad thing, you know. Right. There's a time and place for different types of Star Wars. But this one really, like, I don't know, it just um makes you hit the rewind button it's on a your trip. VCR, you know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> or, or whatever the hell you're watching on. Um, That's terrible. I show my age too much on this show. Um, <laughs> So anyway, so yeah, so Saw, he, you know, Luthen wants him to work with another rebel named Krieger. You think we're going to meet Krieger? I think uh, so. Yeah, I, I, I hope so. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I think so. Um, uh, so, but, uh, but, you know, Saw doesn't want to either. He's too slow or, or Krieger's too slow or not extreme enough or both, but we'll see what happens. So anyway, usually this is the part of the show uh, where we play our usual game. Um, uh, you know, what didn't I miss? That was very nice. Thank you very much. Yep. Very um, uh, we play that, so, that that game, but we're not going to play it this week because um, Brian's not here. Right. You know, I feel and like it feels Brian, wrong. And it feels wrong. And honestly, I wasn't paying attention last week. I didn't keep count. Uh, and I feel really <laughs> bad about that's that. That's right. You didn't, did you? <laughs> I, I didn't. I was honestly just, I was just following along and I, I honestly, no joking, I just forgot to play. Um, I don't know. You were, you were caught up in the moment. We were having a good time. That's what this is we for. We were having a good time. And that's really what it's all about, folks. We're just having a good time. 
Okay, so we will say that certain listeners pointed out, and uh, by certain listeners, I mean Thomas Carter, Rochester. Ooh. Uh, yeah, you know, our good friend. By good friend name. Yeah, we're calling you out because you're such yeah. a good listener. Oh, my goodness. Dang um, it. Uh, <laughs> and good friend of the show, I, I might add. Um, mm. I'm, uh, but he, he, we missed calling attention to Jedi, the Jedi Guardian mask in Luthen's collection, Ooh. Um, which was pretty cool. So uh, I saw the screen grab. That is awesome. And, uh, you know, you got to wonder how he gets these things. It goes back to the idea of the show we had, the pawn shop, yeah. Star Wars. You know, there who's bringing this stuff in, being like, hey, hey, I don't want to tell you how I got this. But, but, but I got a Jedi you know, Guardian mask. I'm running a good deal. Um, <laughs> but Brian uh, has a note here. He says it was in his notes, but he skipped right over it because he, he was so excited for the game. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he promises he was on top of it. But uh, more than a few listeners commented uh, and, and pointed that out. So we did see that. And a few listeners also thought that this isn't just any mask, it is the same one Grand Admiral Thrawn has in Rebels and that he is uh, likely a visitor to the gallery, which would be crazy. He does love art. Maybe he does. This would be a duo. Uh, I could, I could see Thrawn and Luthen kind of vibing a little bit with their little art art baby thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean like a little post credits and or, and it's like, hello, you know, I'm like, how dare I, I even try? How dare we even try? To... How dare I? How oh, yes. dare you? <laughs> but imagine Thrawn walks right. in and it was like, I'll take the mask, you know? Ooh. And that's how it Just ends. Just like a little. Cut to black. And then it says, Admiral Thrawn will appear again in Avengers 4 no, or something, whatever the hell it is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. But I think uh, Brian has a little note here. Um this I quote, this show doesn't seem like it'll do the quote unquote surprise. Here's your live action Thrawn type. But he does point out that I had a pretty good point about maybe we'll see Ezra's message. So we're connecting the things. Oh. The math is mathing. The, it's you know, doing the thing. I, it may, it's mathing. It's rhyming. You know, it's rhyming. It, it's crazy. It's rhyming. Yeah. Every stanza kind of rhymes with the last one. I would love this, honestly. If 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 Thrawn walks in, if we hear the Ezra message, you know, I love it. I'm into it. The connection. You know, it's almost like it's almost like Brian is here. It's, it's crazy. Like he's it's here. like I feel his presence, like the Force. Like the um, Force. <laughs> he's the Force ghost. He is. He is the Qui Gon to our Obi Wan wandering into the desert. It's flowing through me. I hope he's listening. Um. Anyway. <laughs> gonna hate this so much <laughs> so much more horrors of the empire Deidre uh questions my best friend Cyril um yes Cyril which we were talking about earlier um and that leads them all to realize that there is the this axis person they, someone they, orchestrating things right they refer Luthan, to him but as they don't access. know that right and they, they don't know that yet but Deidre tries to get answers from Honestly, one of my favorite characters. He really is. I I am really enjoying how uh, much you love uh, Cyril. Um, I feel like you have a, a soul connection with him. You know, I, I just I just feel for him. I, I'm a person that spent a good part of their 20s in a cube. Yeah, not an octagonable, yeah. you know, but not a cube an octagonable, but a cube. <laughs> you know, I you know, you know I've had, that. you know, I I've traveled the galaxy trying to 
find someone that murdered two of my coworkers and it didn't work out, you know, and I've only, I was only punished for it. So, uh, I just, I understand his plight, you know, honestly, you can, you can only be, yeah. uh, sympathetic <laughs> toward, toward his, his search for justice. Exactly. But you know what? Like my, my, my favorite part about him, honestly, all kidding mm. aside is that he's probably like the most non star Wars character ever. Yes. You know, he's the, he, we've never, ever seen someone like him. Maybe someone has come close in like Clone Wars. You know, they but got he's like. he's so normal. He's so normal. Exactly. Yes. He, he's someone that's like, I mean, and there's a lot of normal people in this series, but we've seen normal people in Star Wars before. You know, we, yeah. we've seen Jedi travel the worlds and help people and they help them. But I don't know. You never really see someone that's caught up in like the bureaucracy of the bad side. I don't know how to put yeah. it. I don't know. Like, who's who's you know. been brought into it, who has this, this, uh, this relation, this familial relationship that is very mysterious and really overtakes a lot of, of his, of his time bureaucracy that he's caught up and he's just another dude in, in this, uh, giant machine. He's another cog and he has this self importance about him. Yeah that feels both earned and also that you kind of want to scoff at a little bit, but it makes, it makes something in my chest hurt. Cause it's like, yeah, are we not all Cyril? You know, if we were all realistically in the star Wars universe, wouldn't we all just be another Cyril in another upbringing? He might, he might be like a hero, you know, Yeah, but like, he might be a member of the rebellion. But he got exactly. caught up in where he is. He's just raised, you know, uh, on the depths of Coruscant and he hasn't had the experience and that could that could help. He's he's caught up in the machine. Yeah. As we all are. You know? As we all are. And it's it's another element of this show that feels real and painful and really adds to this. Yeah. The gravitas that this show really brings. Now, listen, cut to a few years where they put the extra scene in uh, A New Hope and he like pulls mm. the lever on the Death Star and, <laughs> and destroys the Alderaan. Then you know? maybe we'll so, change our tune a little bit. Maybe we'll change our tune. But until then, <laughs> until he pulls the lever on Alderaan, I'm all in on Cyril Karn. And, there uh, we go. And, and I support this for yes, you. Yes, thank you very much. And I also support his collar that seems to get be getting taller. Higher It's going to be higher. over his ears. It's going to be over his ears soon. Look, I love a good high collar. I'm, I'm, a, I'm love a good high that. collar. Yeah. And Deidre's pants, which seem to be like like ballooning outward. We got a they nice wide really shot of Deidre. Big pants. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Loved them. <laughs> anyway, style. You heard of it? Um, is that how it goes? I don't know. Right. Yeah. 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 Sure. Yeah. So anyway, uh, other drama on Ferrix, both Val and Cinta are on the scene looking for Cassian. Mm. So Cinta has Vel leave, um, possibly dropping a hint as to Vel's origin. Um, she ran away, fell in love with Cinta because of what she represents. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's the, the she's the mirror. First. Yeah, she, she's the exactly. mirror. Yeah. Rich girl running away from her family. There that's, we go. That's a hint. That is intriguing, which which goes back to the scene we saw in previous episode, wherein it actually took me a second to recognize her because she was all done up. Her hair was super fancy. Yeah. I was just like, who's this blonde lady just standing here? And it took me it took me a moment to recognize her. And I have a little bit of a a hot take that's probably really dumb. No, but I sound the alarm. I want to hear it. Let's do it. It is a Spotchka Nights. I mean, it's a dumb Spotchka Nights. Bring it. 
Uh, Vel mm. is uh, Luthen's daughter. Oh. Like, why not? The way he yells at her, the way, like, you know, she's a rich girl running, you know, like, she's getting caught up in, like, the family business a little bit. And now this is a hint that she's trying to get Cinta to leave, that she doesn't really believe in it. Like, she believes in it, but she's ready just to be like, I'm out. Like, whatever. Like, I could probably empty my father's bank account and get out of here right now. Matt, I love this. Isn't that amazing? Wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't that be that cool? would be... Honestly, uh, your hot take, mind blown. Thank you. Mind blown. Thank you. I love it. Honestly. And Luthen's wife and her mother got killed in some kind of, uh, you know, imperial incursion. And that's you know. what radicalized Luthen. And, exactly. And sprung him out of his, I love this fan fiction that we're writing right now. I love it. See, I see we can write this. And then Vel's like, dad. I don't want to be in the rebellion. He's I, like, I just you're going to be in the girlfriend. rebellion and you're going to like it, young lady. Exactly. exactly. But then she was like, but then I fell in love with a pretty girl and I just want to run away with her into the, the stars. Exactly. Which, who you know, honestly, it sounds great. Who yeah. would want to do that? Absolutely. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Jesus. So it's so it's crazy. But but Cinta gives her that line. I'm a mirror. Fell. You love me because I show you what you need to see. Which is um, a so good I don't line. Know. That's a good line. It's a great line. line. It's, yeah. it's like, again, this show, it's like if you want to go down a rabbit hole at any moment and just think about anything, a line, <laughs> something in the background, something that Mon Mothma's wearing, you can just disappear <gasps> for hours uh, in this show. I, I don't know. Mm, okay, I'm going to be thinking about this. Let's move on, but I'm going to be thinking about that. For there you go. I'll leave you with the that. rest of the night. All right. <laughs> there you go. You're welcome. Yeah. So anyway, we haven't even touched upon Mon Mothma. Mon Mothma this week, still working behind the scenes. We're introduced to Squigs, uh, which looks like a worm that they put in drinks. <laughs> so we have to talk about this. We're talking about a lot of serious stuff. We have to. But the squid, oh, the squigs. Uh, man, we have been introduced to a lot of alcoholic beverages in this series, and I appreciate it. Uh, I, um, as two people who uh, enjoy yes. uh, a good spotchka. Yes. Uh, my, uh, ice, my ice is melted. I just tried ice to switch melted. my ice. I'm drinking melted. Citizen Cider. Very, very good. Mm, delicious. But it's it's sans squi- it is sans squigs, which I'm getting like a, a tequila worm kind of situation. That's right. From. That's that. See. See, that's what I wrote down. I was yeah. like, oh, okay, is this like a worm thing? But like everybody in the party is asking for it. It comes up multiple times. Right. They're like, where are the squigs? And it's like, you guys are way too rich and having way too much fun. And I want <laughs> And I um, want to be having your wanna, kind of fun. I want to be there. Um, so anyway. <laughs> um, so she opts out of drinking the squigs. Mon Mothma does. Perrin loves it because he sucks. And um, and then there's Tay Coloma. Yeah. Tay Coloma's there. How do we do we trust Tay Coloma? I mean, he seems to be too good. I want to trust Tay. And we we talked about yeah, this previously when we when we met him. And it's it's this, you know, the the Star Wars black and white. I want to believe that someone could be good. I want to believe that someone doesn't have another motive. But this show once again is is exploring this gray area of Star Wars and so I wonder he he seems wholly good, or at least seems like he is on the side that we want him to be on right now. And yep. because this show is this show, we can't trust that. And that makes me yeah. sad. The show doesn't allow you to to 
believe in anyone. No. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't even like, uh, and yeah, you know, yeah, obviously, yeah. Ca- like our Cass is our is our big hero, but even he yeah. right now he's. Uh, he's in this very uh, he's in this impossible situation and we still don't know how the hell he's going to get out of prison by the end of this episode. No, you know, and he's like such an interesting main character because like, mm. and listen, I love Cassian. Yeah. But he's like, he's not the most interesting thing on the show. If anything, no. he's driving the show forward. But every character around Cassian is like. Just incredibly interesting. Yeah. I'm not saying Cassian isn't, you know, but we haven't gotten back to Cassian's story with his sister. You know, it's like Cassian's kind of just like a, I don't know, uh, some momentum driving yeah. the series, which which is great. Yeah. When they first announced that they were going to be doing an Andor series, I remember being surprised by that. Yeah. Not because. Like how much is the, of this character is there to tell? Right. You know, he, he, he seems to do all of his character development in Rogue One. Yes. And not, not even that, you know. We knew he was dead, which is neither here nor there. We knew it was going to be a prequel. But like you said, yeah, he did so much character development in a very short period of time in Rogue One. And the thought that he was going to be getting an entire series around him, they're doing this in the best way possible. Because Cassian, as as we knew in Rogue One, and we are seeing more and more throughout the series, he is a man of few words, uh, he's a man of a very, I, I love the, the expressions that Diego Luna was pulling out throughout this entire episode yeah. where he's just like, yeah, he, he's shell shocked. Like the, the period of time where he's just like wide eyed and looking around, he's just like, what is happening here? I don't know mm-hmm. what's happening. Yep. Uh, yep. and you could probably, with the number of lines that he has in comparison to everyone else around him is minimal. So, yeah, like you said, Matt, he's he's the 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 momentum that this this show is circling around. But the actual action is happening completely around him. And he just kind of keeps falling into these situations by accident. Yeah, exactly. He's kind of like repelling the story forward. But everything he does is having a rippling effect to everyone else. Like I think we talked about this last week, but like it's because of him and his actions in that in stealing all the Empire's money on that raid that they clamped down the galaxy that he got arrested, you know, on the beach planet. Yes, Like it's all reverberating from his actions, but he's kind of just caught up in it. And now he's in prison and he's probably going to like learn the work with these guys as a team and probably break out of this prison because he's a team player and and he's smart on his feet. Um, And then we're going to go forward from here. And he'll, he'll, well, that will carry over into Rogue One, wherein he is not the main character in Rogue One. Jen Erso is. He's still, once again, following along with his captain's orders. He's following along like a little duckling behind Jen the entire time. Yeah. And he's a person who things happen around him. And like you said, he's, he's quick on his feet. He adjusts and he just, I think, kind of hopes that he's going to end up in the right room at the right time kind of situation. But right now <laughs> yeah. at the end of this episode, he is very, right table. he's very much wrong place, wrong time, wrong prison. <laughs> that, that's the yeah. way to put it. That's the yeah. way to put it. Oh man. Holy hell. Well, there is a lot in this episode. There is a lot that we probably missed. We jumped around a little bit, of yep. course, but Hey, you know what? That's what it is. Kayla, do you have any final thoughts on this episode? Is there anything we missed? Before I make you read all of the notes that I left out. <laughs> uh, I I am very interested to see what happens with Marva 
Ugh, we didn't even like touch Marva and Bix I, and like Ferrix. I mean, wow. There's so yeah, much more that. happening on <laughs> Ferrix. We're seeing this breakdown of Bix's relationship with Luthen, where they're refusing to take her call now while they are. She's desperately trying to reach Cassian because she's trying to tell him that something is wrong with Marva. We don't know what's wrong with her. Right. It seems like she she's yeah. sick, like there's something failing. She's so determined to carry forward this rebellion. Yep. I'm genuinely afraid that Marva's going to die before Cassian sees her again. And what is that going to do to him? Oh, I mean, I, I, I hate to say it, but that's probably that's definitely probably gonna definitely gonna happen, <laughs> right? Like Marva's gonna yeah, die. Absolutely. And uh he's going to the when he actually does return to Ferrix, because I do believe he will return to Ferrix, but he will be too late yep. and my heart will break and I'll probably cry. It's fine. Yep, yep. Uh I hate to say it, but that's probably gonna yeah. happen. Yeah. Um prepare yourself now. Um, but hopefully Marva teaches them a few things about rebellions before they go. Cause like she does have that line about like, she was like, they found her just like looking for underground tunnels. So maybe she has a few things to teach those guys. I think about she's got, I think she's got a little to, bit of something left in her. She's crafty. Yeah. She's super crafty. Yeah. yeah. But that's a, it's a great point. I'm glad you brought it up. We didn't talk about it. So anyway, um, my final thoughts for the episode, you Lauren back in the beginning of this episode, Good. Um, you know, he was, he was running, running, running stuff. That pain gun <gasps> that the guys in the, uh, back to the future Nike shot. Horrifying. That uh, one shot with. of all of them, like, like, oh my freezing. God. Oh my God. It looked like a cartoon, like a, like a, like a Looney Tunes cartoon when like the Wiley e. Coyote gets like, yes, <laughs> exactly. I like my initial reaction it was, to it was like a bark of like laughter and then horror immediately at it. Yeah. Horror. Yeah. yeah I actually had to go back and see the other contorted ways their other bodies were yep. in because I'm a sick person. I'm a sick, <laughs> sick person. Um, so I apologize for that. Um, so, um, and also I got to give the line of the episode uh, to, to uh, Taylorin because he says uh, there's this great exchange mm. with Perrin that, that Dick, when he's like, they're talking about charities and feeding people. He's like, I have to go feed myself. Well, good luck feeding the galaxy. I'm off to feed myself. Charity begins at home. Ooh. And then Perrin looks at him like, oh, you're such a dick. So something's going to happen, I don't know, between Perrin and Tay. I don't think Perrin likes Tay, no. you know, I, being around, especially since they were married, since they were 15. Mon Mothma was, was an arranged marriage she was with 15 Perrin. years old, and they clearly years do old. not like each other. Yes. So, uh. yeah, I, I don't think that there is anything romantic between Mothma and Tay. Yeah, uh, no, no, but I just think he's jealous of... The time they're spending, you know, Absolutely. it's a man that listens to mom, you know, like mom, yep. you know, like, uh, yep. And know. they, they have a, they have a close relationship and, uh, he's going to be, he's going to be threatened by that, that emotional vulnerability between the two of them and their shared exactly. cause. Exactly. Exactly. And Luthen had a really cool line. Oppression breeds rebellion. Uh, yes. Going back to the whole idea that they're just trying to make things horrible for everybody in the galaxy until they realize how terrible it is. And then they all hop in an X-Wing and blow up a Death Star. So I and can't then, wait. Exactly. <laughs> and that's what we're getting to. And that's what we're getting to. But a great, great episode. There's so much more. We'll cover stuff down the line. But that's our discussion of uh, Andor. I've been in this fight since I was six years old. And uh, I guess we'll just head to break and we'll be right back. How's that sound, Galen? Is that how we do it? It sounds beautiful, Matt. 
very in support of this. All right, great. We'll be right back. This is Vanessa Marshall, and you're listening to Return of the Pot, a podcast about Star Wars. May the Force be with you. And as always, many boats. And we're back. And now it's time for Real Talk. I'm looking forward to having some real talk with some real folks. Yeah. All right. Real Talk. On Apple Podcasts, a hello and thank you to Pizza Den for their lovely review on Pizza Den. Yes. We really appreciate the reviews, especially on Apple Podcasts. Everywhere you can leave us a review, anywhere you can talk about the show, we always appreciate it. And thank you, Pizza Den. I love pizza and I love Den's. You what know, a great username, honestly. It's a place I'd like to go, honestly, to tell yes. you. But thank you so much for everyone who, uh, you know, tweeted at us, left voicemails. We uh, we read everything. We listen to everything. We are we are gearing up for our big listener feedback show. It's happening, okay? All right? <laughs> it's it's going to happen. It's going to happen. But we have so much time left in the show, and I have to call attention, uh, Caitlin, to a poll that we put to up. To a beautiful, beautiful poll. To a beautiful, beautiful poll. I mean, I know people love Brian's polls. Okay. Uh, who, who doesn't love who Brian's doesn't love Brian's polls? But guess what? I put up a poll what? this morning. Yeah, <sighs> that's Did right. You put up a poll. I use the Twitter function that is polling, and oh I put up God. a question that said, "What are you watching first today on this beautiful bounty that is Star Wars and Tales of the Jedi and Andor?" Because what do you do? You wake up and you're like, "What do you do? Do I do I continue on this journey that is Andor?" Or do I jump into something that I love and feels warm and comforting like Dave Filoni animation Star Wars? What do you do? There's not a bad choice. There's not a bad choice, honestly. Unless, unless, Caitlin, you bought the digital download of Top Gun Maverick. (gasps) Oh, yeah. The movie that is a movie. It's a movie, Caitlin. It's It's a a movie movie that feels feels like like a movie. movie. Oh, my. It's a movie that movies so hard. That oh you will God. movie your face off and fall down off your movie <laughs> and break your movie. It is like that's what happens. It's just look, it's, listeners, it's listeners will under should have maybe expected that Matt and I, when left alone, would start talking about Top Gun. Exactly, exactly. It's a sickness. It's a sickness. We talk about it all the time. You know, we fall asleep. Sometimes Caitlin puts her phone down and falls yeah. asleep, and I just start talking about the trench run Star Wars ending that is Top Gun Maverick. That is Top Gun Maverick, yeah, and the two exactly. of us, like, compare, and we, like, we'll sit down and do side-by-side edits of those yes. two scenes, and yeah. they'll line up perfectly. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. I will draw mustaches on, like, uh, Miles Teller. <laughs> 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 I don't know where I'm going with this. Sometimes I just draw mustaches on my face on on random on random like random teddy bears and stuff, and he's like, "Doesn't exactly. this look like Miles Teller?" And I'm like, "Yes, Matt, it does. Exactly. It looks, you're, thank, thank you're you, right. Galen. You say the day just like Maverick does. Every thank time. you. Um, thank, thank you. So anyway, so uh, the poll. What were the results? Okay, here are the results that everybody's been waiting Please for. Tell me, 175 votes. May I? May I add? Like Ooh. that's a lot of votes. I think that's a very popular Ooh. poll. Um, how we are one of the most successful yet underrated and unknown Star Wars podcasts. I don't know. Um, but people voted <laughs> and coming in on top. Okay. Is Andor with 52.6% of the vote. Okay. Our beloved so, Andor. How, uh, our beloved, how could we have doubted? Honestly, how could we have doubted? Everybody ran to Andor coming in second with 34.3% of the vote. 
was not Top Gun. It was Tales Damn of the it. Jedi. Okay, we, uh, we gotta respect it. This is this is a this is a Star Wars poll. I have to respect Star Wars Got, fans. We are for technically a podcast about Star Wars still currently until we're not. Um, yeah, but it's Top Gun. <laughs> Top Gun came in at thirteen percent. Okay, so some people you know what? chose That's Top more, Gun. That is more than I expected. Uh, yep. The, that 13% was probably all of my different accounts that I own voting for yep. the same. The I same was going to say yep. that or they were just chaos votes. There yep. were people that were that just too. like, I am voting for chaos. Obviously, yep. I did not watch Top Gun this morning, but I appreciate I the have. Matt and Caitlin show that has become return of the pod in this episode. And it's about Top Gun and I love it. Um, Top Gun the pod. <laughs> Top Gun the pod. Great. So thank you everybody for uh, participating in the poll. Uh, and definitely, you know, if you hadn't seen the poll, join us. Follow us on it's all our open. socials. Insta- it's still open. Nine hours left. By the time this comes out, probably going to be probably less won't than be one open hour anymore. Left. Probably won't be open anymore. But think about if you did follow us on social, you would have gotten to take part in this beautiful thing. So I appreciate it. And where can they follow us on social, Matt? That's a good question. You know what? That's a great transition to what I would call. The end of the show. The end of so the show. That will do it. <laughs> that will do it for another just like amazing, wonderful episode of Return of the Pod. Yeah. So with that, we're gonna get off this floor, this hot, hot floor. Hot floor. And and you can join us next week where we'll continue to cover Andor. I've been in this fight since I was six years old. And Tales of the Jedi. Ahsoka. Is Jedi. At some point, At we're going to do it. We're going to talk on. about it. Don't you worry, know. guys. It's fine. It's a lot of content. Oh, no. The C you word. You said it again. In the meantime, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and TikTok at Return of the Pod. You can also get us at our website at returnofthepod.net, where you can leave voicemails. Visit returnofthepod.store, where you can buy all kinds of merchandise. And you can also find us directly where sometimes when you feel like it, where are you, Caitlin Bush? Sometimes when I feel like it, you can find me at at Caitlin M. Bush. That is C-A-I-T-L-I-N-M. Bush like the beer, not like the presidents. What about you, Matt? Where can you be found? Amazing. You can find me and when I'm checking the Twitters between God knows what at Matt Romano at Twitter <laughs> dot com. That's not that's not what it is. <laughs> <laughs> It's amazing how you used to the setup I have gotten. You can find me at, at Matt Romano, at M-A-T-T-R-O-M-A-N-O. There it is. I found it. That's it. it. Um, and Brian Silliman can be found on Twitter and Instagram at Brian Silliman. That's B-R-I-A-N-S as in Skywalker, I-L-L-I-M-A-N. Stretch out with your feelings and share your thoughts. We love hearing from you. Oh, look at that, Caitlin, taking over the... Caitlin, do you want to do the end? you want to bring us home? I would love to. Do it. Leave a comment and give five stars if you're feeling generous. Snook them if you got them. Take it, Shivi, and remember, hope is like the sun. If you only believe it when you can see it, you'll never make it through the night. Many boats and be the spark.